0: we uh-huh. Welcome to the Working Mama Podcast. My name is Bethany, and on this show, we will talk about all things mommy, from the hilarious to the disgusting to the sometimes anxiety-ridden adventures of motherhood. We'll talk about life and how to balance it all, how to reclaim your identity after becoming a parent. I'll talk about what works for me, and at the very least, help you feel a little less alone and a little bit more like we're all in a dumpster fire trying to figure this out together. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to the Working Mama podcast. It has been a minute since I've recorded, um, and I I did that intentionally, and I really, not just pausing from podcasting, but from kind of everything for a while. Um, the last time I recorded, it was end of the school year, and I just kind of wanted to take a step back for a little bit and have a breather. Um I planned on getting off Facebook and social media for the month of June, and I only ended up doing that for like two weeks, but it was a much needed break. Um, I think I might actually do that, like a week here and a week there. It's just, it's crazy how much it helps to not be constantly in your phone. I know that sounds like you've heard it a million times probably, but it takes some serious effort especially like for me anytime i have a minute of downtime it's like muscle memory i pick up my phone and look and see like any updates or i'll just like continually like, like a broken record like i'll click facebook then i'll click instagram then i'll click click my gmail then i'm like okay well start over <laughs> like just continually checking so when i decided to take a break it took legitimate effort like I would reach for my phone and tap my screen and have to stop myself like remind myself because it's just such a habit my body would just do it without like my brain's approval so it was kind of hard at first but then after a while I noticed that I just kind of stopped reaching for it and I would like forget about where my phone was altogether for who knows how long so I definitely did, I did see a huge difference when I I took a break. I am like very much involved with the things that I'm like reading. I absorb all the information and it kind of, um, I don't think I really mean for it to, but it kind of drives my mindset. So if I'm just subconsciously looking at social media and seeing a bunch of negative news articles and ads and stuff like that, I didn't realize how much it was putting my attention into those things. So as soon as I stopped doing that, it was like I I didn't know what else to think about. Like, oh, I only have my life and my kids to worry about, and it really helped me be more present with them. I did miss seeing the good stuff. Like, I missed getting on and seeing what my family and friends were doing and just being in the loop in that way but I don't know I guess I'm still trying to figure out how to how to separate the two I think I need to do a good sweep of my Facebook and just clear out some things maybe block some pages that I don't know what kind of algorithm like I have created on there but I feel like the news I'm seeing is just negative. Like a lot of negative. And I don't remember Facebook ever being so heavily populated with like random articles, random news articles, um and like ads and different things like that that I don't subscribe to. So I'm I'm not really liking that a ton. <laughs> um so I don't know. I'm going to see if I can get that off there. Anyways, I hope everybody is having an amazing summer so far. It is July 5th when I'm recording this, and we just had a weekend full of 4th of July celebrations, and it was so fun, but I'm like still tired. It's Tuesday night going into Wednesday. Chris took the kids to swim, and I'm sitting here enjoying the quiet house. Trying to get myself motivated, and I'm going to be starting my next theme week. Oh, so that's one thing. Going into June and like having kind of taken a step back from social media and trying to slow down a little bit and spend time with my kids, because that is that is the main thing that's hard for me during the school year, is I feel like every task I'm doing with my kids is an obligation that I'm trying to fulfill like getting them to eat dinner, getting them to get dressed, getting them out of the door, um, getting them down for bedtime. So I really wanted to make sure this summer I was being intentional about the time I was spending with them. So I decided to do something that I've seen before, like on Pinterest. And my sister-in-law has done it before where um, if you're a mom of little kids, you do like a theme week each week, or you don't have to do it every week. I... I've kind of been doing it here and there, but um yeah, so each week has a theme and you do different crafts and activities and you have snacks that are based on that theme and watch movies that are based on that theme. I have also been finding some really great like YouTube videos where they're doing like brain breaks and stuff like that or singing songs and my kids love it. Love it. So far we have had a Disney week, and then we went to Disney for a week. and then we had Dinosaur Week, which was, I think, my favorite so far. just because there's a lot of really cool stuff you can find that goes along with it, like we did. Um, dinosaur egg excavating kits. Um, we like had these little squishy dinosaurs that grew when we put them in water. They had a bunch of the little toy dinosaurs, which they loved. Um, yeah, so there was just a lot of stuff that went along with that. And I think it kind of kept them excited and engaged. Then we did Patriotic Week, which was a little bit more low-key. I feel like especially with little ones, there's only so much you can do with red, white, and blue before it's like, okay, we get it, mom, stars, and flags. And, but they did like to do the crafts that we did. Um, We made little American flags out of graham crackers and Cool Whip and strawberries and blueberries, and that was fun for them. So we've been focusing on that and trying to get myself motivated while Chris has the kids at the pool to plan for Nature Week, which was supposed to start today. But you guys, oh my lanta, my children, yesterday was the 4th of July, they we were getting candy at the parade and they were like fiends. They were all about the candy. They were so sugar-buzzed. They did not hardly nap. They were like getting up crying. It was horrific. It was so fun. They loved the day. They loved the parade. We were they were swimming at my mom's house. We had a cookout there. We stayed up late and had sparklers and poppets and watched fireworks in our backyard. But oh my lanta, my children were monsters. They were like fighting. They were just, you could tell, not themselves because they were sleep deprived. They were like having extreme sugar crashes. It was a hot mess express. I'm telling you right now. But then I thought, okay, well, we'll at least get them to sleep in. So I woke up early. Got my yoga in, which makes a huge, huge difference in my day. And even then, my kids still did not sleep in very late. Woke up and were ready for the day. Like, I swear, still sugar buzzed. I don't know if that's even possible. I feel like their bodies had to have burnt it off by then. But they still woke up crazy. So... I just, I was just surviving today. I was trying to do some schoolwork for back to school, which is not for a while. But, you know, if you're anything like me, you understand that you have to like start way ahead of time. Otherwise, it creeps up and you're like a disaster, like a train wreck. Because it's like, where did this time come from? The school year starting, all of my ideas. Plus, I feel like the summer, it's kind of nice when you don't have a timeline and you're trying to get everything ready for the year ahead and trying to make it run smooth while it's actually happening instead of just trying to like keep your head above water. So anyways, having said all of that, that was kind of my recap where I've been, what I've been doing. Um, so now nature week starts tomorrow. I'm about to get all of that stuff ready. And I'm sitting here with a moment to myself to think. Also don't mind the fact that I sound stuffy. Anyways, squirrel. Okay. I'm trying to think too. Something that has been keeping me sane for the past, I don't know, 20 years of my life is journaling and making lists. And for the longest time, I would make lists that were mostly to-do lists, which is really good for me. My brain, the way that I work, is I need to get it all out of my head. Otherwise, it's like my brain is a constant swirling tornado of thoughts. And when I write it down on paper, it's like catching them out of that tornado and putting them down. So that I have them. Otherwise, it's like I think of it and then it's gone. And then I think of something else and then that's gone. And I'm just out here. Like I'll be wandering around my house. And I'm, I'll stop and I'm like, what am I even doing? What am I doing? So I've been making lists forever about everything. Like any, if it can be made into a list, your girl is going to make it into a list. But over the past i don't know, I would say maybe two or three years i've i've gotten really interested in other types of journaling and using it as um, a method to kind of deal with my i don't really want to say anxiety because in the day to day, I feel like it's more of an overwhelm that i'm trying to manage than it is an anxiety. And even a step further than that, I don't even feel that I'm like always burnt out, overwhelmed. I feel like it's um, a preventative type action that I do all the time to keep me from getting that far. So journaling to me is really relaxing. Um, It takes, like I said, all of those swirling thoughts and puts them down on paper so they're not there anymore. I can just kind of stop thinking about them. Everything will then have a time and a place And it just gives me a chance to sort through all of my thoughts. When you have kids, I feel like you are constantly thinking about the next thing that's coming and um, life moves really fast, it feels like. So having, having the ability to sort through your thoughts in an organized fashion is so important. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about how I journal because when I started looking into different ways to journal two or three years ago, I really genuinely was like confused. Like you see so much about journaling, like bullet journals or um, guided journals, whatever. And I'm like, there are so many different options that there has to be more to it. I didn't know what to physically write about. I had a big like bullet journal notebook and I would go to sit down and I'm like, okay, but what am I, like people say that they'll sit and they'll write and they journal every morning. I'm like, what are they writing? Like I'll make my list, my to-do list. That's easy because I'm just thinking of all the things I need to get done. But what are they writing about? So I asked some of my friends who I knew were, really like into journaling and I asked them what does it actually look like I need the tactical advice and explanation of what journaling looks like to you and why it's beneficial so I gathered a ton of different ideas and I kind of use the same things that work for me all the time now but I just want to go through some of the things that I learned and then I'll tell you what my daily journal journaling looks like So the first type of journaling that I kind of discovered um, is called brain dumping. So basically when you just take every thought in your head and you put it on paper. It doesn't need to be organized. It doesn't even need to be in a list. It could be however you want it. You can write it in like written form. You can write it in a bulleted list. You could just write things randomly on your paper. I've even drawn pictures before and like put my thoughts just around it like in an abstract way too. But you're just getting all of your thoughts out of your head. Sometimes that's all you have to do and it makes you feel better. Sometimes you can do that as like a starting point for the next step, which would be like categorizing. So, From there, I would take my brain dump and I would color code it. And I forget who told me this um, strategy, but this is like one of the greatest things ever. Um, Because now it's not just a bunch of different thoughts. It could be like three or four categories. Does that make sense? So you have a ton of things going in your head, but maybe 10 of those things have to do with school. And then another six of those things have to do with the kids. So you're just color coding all of the different thoughts that you wrote down into categories. And then you can leave it there. Like I said, it's just whatever feels right. Whatever, you, like, whatever you're trying to accomplish, stop wherever you want. Um, but then from there, I might figure out what type of journaling I want to do with those categories. So is something bothering me? So I asked myself, what is it? What is it in my life right now? That's like hitting my stuff. I don't know if anyone knows that reference, but it's, um, a Michael Singer reference when you're just uneasy. You have like an uneasy feeling, um, And usually whatever trigger is making you feel uneasy is not the actual trigger that's bothering you. It's because it's hitting your stuff. So what is it that's inside you that's being triggered by your day to day? So if you're trying to solve something like that, trying to make yourself feel better day to day, you have to first figure out what is the stuff that's being hit. So what is it that's making you stressed? What is it that's making you angry? What are you afraid of? What, Whatever that negative feeling is, what's causing it? And then maybe you'll make a list of all of those things. Um, and if If that's the direction you're going in, so if your end goal is to kind of get to the bottom of what's causing an unease in your life, then maybe you'll go and you'll circle, you know, the top three things, or let me even back step, not even just circling the things you can control, cross off any of the things that you cannot control, they're out of your control, and just cross them off. Because that's where those things end for you. Then whatever you have left, those are your controllables and you're going to start problem solving. What can you do to resolve whatever those issues are? And make a plan. Make a tactical, like, step-by-step plan. What actions are you going to take to improve it? And maybe you can't solve whatever the problem is, but maybe there are different things you can do to make it easier. So for example, if your problem is that, I don't even know, let me just make something up. Like what is something that I've had a problem with? So if my problem was that I feel like exhausted by the end of the day, what's causing that? So maybe the kid's just need a way to channel their energy so maybe my solution is going to be to come up with like a big activity for them to do each day and then from there I'm going to make my action steps okay what types of activities what do I want them to do um and just go from there I know this is kind of like a lot I'm just kind of like word vomiting all of my thoughts right now but That would be how I journal if I'm trying to kind of like get to the root of a problem. Now, back and back up, I did the brain dump. I categorized it. If I'm trying to get my thoughts organized, now I'm taking those categories and I'm going to look at them as to-do lists. So, what do I need to get done? And I get organized that way. And then I try to put them in order of priority and That's how I kind of break down my new to-do list. Now, what I do daily, my journaling daily, what I love the most about journaling is um, the reflective part of it. So I have a blank journal and I also have a guided journal. If you're journaling and you have a moment to just sit and be quiet and think about things that you're grateful for, and make a list of them, it will train your brain to constantly be looking for things that you're grateful for. So if it's something that you're doing every single day, and I've said this before, but you're not looking for, um, you're not looking for the big overall vague descriptions of things you're grateful for, like family and your house and your job. I'm talking about like moments They could be big moments or small moments, but they're moments from the day that you can visualize or from the week, whatever, that you can visualize and write down specifically. Like, I maybe would write down something like, I'm grateful for my kids working out Um, their problem earlier today. They hugged each other, and I was really proud of them for resolving their own problem. Another thing I might be really, um, grateful for is the rainy morning because I was tired and it kind of gave me an excuse to stay inside and watch a movie with my kids. (laughs) So stuff like that, I just like, (laughs) I like breathed in and swallowed at the same time. So stuff like that, that's very, um, detailed. It will make you just naturally look for those moments it's going to train your brain. Just like me looking at social media and reading about all of the scary things in the world is going to train my brain to look for scary things that are happening around me. So, it's doing the opposite. You're training your brain to look for the good. And then I don't know what everyone's beliefs are. But for me, I also use journaling as an opportunity to write down all of my prayers. So to me, my prayer list is different than praying. Because praying, I feel like... Basically, it's like my prayer list is my grocery list before I actually go to the store and get my groceries. If that makes sense, so it's not actually I'm not actually use, using that journaling time to pray, but I'm using it to make my list for when I do pray. So I have all of those thoughts gathered because, like I said, my head is like a tornado. So all of these thoughts are in my head, and I'm like, "Dear Jesus, I got something to say, but I forget what it." Like I do that even when I pray. So. That's one of the ways that I journal too. Plus that that usually is like the opposite of my gratitude list in a way. Because it's taking all of the things that are too big for me and giving them to God basically. So it's almost like getting rid of all of the bad in my head too. All of the things that I'm going to pray about. Obviously I pray like with gratitude for all of the blessings in my life too. But my prayer list, the first things that I pray about are things that I want to get off of my heart. So I do kind of both of those at the same time. I set my intentions for the day. So maybe I'll make a list of like four or five things. And when I'm setting my intentions, that's different from a to-do list because My intentions are more, how do I want to feel? What do I want to be like? So, for example, my intention for the day might be to be present with my kids. My intention for the day might be to be active and get my steps in. Or it might be um, to stay calm when the kids get crazy. So my intentions are more of how do I want to feel? How do I want to act? How do I want to live? All right, guys. I think I did this completely without notes, so I'm sorry if it's like a big smorgasbord of my thoughts, but that's how I like to journal. Hopefully this will help someone who also would like to journal, but you don't, you sit down with your notebook and you're like, what am I supposed to write? So that was how I felt all the time outside of my to-do list. Like, what am I even writing about? All right. If you would like any good guided journals to help you get started, I highly suggest, um, oh what's it called? Chaos Coordinator. It's a guided journal for moms. Um, another one is the Rachel Hollis Start Today Journal. Uh, That one is more goal-oriented. The chaos coordinator journal is more um, like reflective and geared more towards being a mom. Sorry, guys. I'm like stuffy from my allergies right now. And my voice has been scratchy for like two weeks. All right. Until next time. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.